This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're visiting today with brilliant journalist Lexi Kaiser, Becker's Healthcare. She talks to us regularly about a couple of the issues she's watching closely. Lexi, let me tee it up and ask you, tell us what are some of the issues that you're watching closely currently? Thank you, Scott. I'm really excited to speak with you today about a story that I'm publishing later in this afternoon. And it's a story I've been working on for a while that began with the question of empty office spaces, because we know we've seen reported in Bloomberg, the Wall Street Journal, pretty much every major publication that covers real estate issues, that office vacancy rates are at an all-time high. And so a couple of months ago, I began reaching out to health systems, asking them, you know, are you using empty office spaces? Are you looking at them? Is there any way you can convert this capital into a space that's usable for a health system? And a lot of them said, no, they didn't really have much to offer on office spaces particularly. But recently, I was connected with Lon Mates, who's the president and CEO of LDM Commercial. And he was able to break this down a little bit more for me in terms of how office spaces and abandoned buildings in general can really be a benefit to health systems looking to acquire more medical real estate. Um, So one thing that Lon told me is that office buildings specifically, so, you know, in Chicago, we are on the 18th floor of a building on State Street. And so it's um, very congested parking issue downtown. We have to take elevators up, and that elevator ride is lengthy, let me tell you, and the elevators are pretty small. So office spaces themselves are not super conducive to health systems, which need um, larger elevators, more parking for patients, family, things like that. So he said office spaces in metropolitan areas, not a big focus. However, abandoned office spaces and commercial buildings in other places out in the suburbs might be a really good fit. One client that he's worked with is Dr. Mary Ellen Westerberg. She's the COO of SAC Health in California. And we also connected over SAC Health's recent acquisition of a 280,000 square foot former Wells Fargo facility. And this facility was a call center. So it had tons of parking, two huge structures. Um, It was very open spaces due to that nature of a call center, people just being all out in the open together. And so it was kind of a blank slate that they could convert into a great clinic for their patients. And I finally was able to connect with Karen Goyette, who's the Chief Strategy and Transformation Officer at Hartford Healthcare in Connecticut. And she said that they've been focusing on this conversion of kind of vacant office and commercial spaces for quite some time now. So they sent a long roster of spaces that they've been able to bring back to life to me. Those include Blockbusters, Toys R Us, Bed Bath & Beyond, a Pier 1 import. And recently this health desk space model inside a downtown office building. Um, So, so many benefits that these systems are, are seeing from this model. But it's sort of amazing to see, like, this transformation of all these different retailers that have gone out of business. And we see it everywhere I'm at. I'm driving right now, excuse me, and you see different retail spaces. I don't see one right now that's turned into urgent care, but in some of the areas that we're in, in the greater Chicago area, it seems like every place I turn around, there's either one of the health systems. In my area, it's North University Health System, Northwestern, that have built all these urgent cares. In other areas, it's all these independent urgent cares where my parents are at in a, a place called Skokie. 
you know, they often end up at an urgent care in what was a retail site that now is an urgent care site. And I remember not that long ago, we went to one of the Northwestern urgent cares, but they were filled for the day. And we went to one of the for-profit urgent cares that was also on a retail site. But it's amazing this transformation of retail to these areas. No, you're right on on that. That's just fascinating, isn't it? And I guess that's a trend that is likely to continue for probably a long time. And some of these retailers lose out to the Amazons, but healthcare still, you know, for all the movement towards telehealth, there's still a lot of healthcare that's done in person. Absolutely, there is. And one thing that people were saying in our conversations about, you know, choosing to go with a building that's just been abandoned is that you do have to make certain investments, right? You have to invest in the branding. I mean, I remember going to Blockbusters with my dad and picking out movies and that's not the sort of place where I would want to go for a primary care visit with that blue and yellow um, wallpaper and that kind of dark interior. So when Hartford Healthcare converted this Blockbuster into a facility that you could see patients in, they really invested in that branding. So making sure they had two-tone gray and their signature logo outside and inside and skylights that make the space feel clean and calm for patients. And they also noted that despite all of that branding they had to do, they saved a lot of time and money because they didn't have to go through the lengthy permit process that you do when you acquire land and build on it. They didn't have to pay for building materials or labor costs, both of which shot up during the pandemic. And because those walls were already up, even though they had to make some adjustments, they shaved about six to nine months off of their time to market that previously would have been spent solely on construction. Well, it's a huge issue and a huge cost to be able to reconvert space sometimes. Like, you're, you're absolutely right. The, the building that we're in at Becker's Healthcare might be a very built, difficult building to reconvert into healthcare. But, but the point is, so many retail spaces are good spaces for it. What's more complicated is that loop office buildings, all those office buildings, that if people continue to not use offices like they used to, what do those convert to? Because they're not going to be sort of healthcare spaces. It's sort of, and they're very hard to turn into condominium residential uh, issues. And that's one of the real issues we have on a different issue, which is a commercial real estate crisis. But for these retail spots, absolutely, a lot of these make great sense for healthcare. They were built for sort of retail for drive up customers. And so fantastic, fascinating though. Right. One thing that I will say about Hartford Healthcare and the office space dilemma. Now, this is probably not required on a very large scale, um, but one of their more recent projects was this health desk model. They call it kind of a spin on the word help desk. And it's inside an office building in downtown Hartford. Um, and so rather than having a full on clinic there, they have sort of a telehealth type model set up. So they have a medical assistant staffed there and people who are busy working downtown on the go can go and get strep throat tests, COVID tests, um, you know, minor aches and pains, things like that, connect with a physician via telehealth that have all of their vitals and things conducted by the medical assistant. So this sort of more asynchronous care method, which we've also seen pop up in grocery stores. Um, a lot of those old bank spots that used to be in grocery stores are now becoming these uh, telehealth kind of booth for, for different folks. So really interesting seeing the way that people are bringing old spaces back to life. And uh, Ms. Goyette told me that they have a lot of good bones to work with. 
Yeah, no, that's that's fascinating, and and you're right because there's certain spaces that aren't going to be used for patients actually coming to the office, and then there's a lot more flexibility what you do with that space versus space where you actually have patients coming in, and that's a different feel, and it's kind of a different feel feel to it. Lexi, as always, Lexi Kaiser, brilliant to visit with you. Thank you for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I always like to hear what you're thinking, what you're watching. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.